Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hi-Yo Silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Toto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver, very big fellow. I'm Silver. The people of Greenville had lost track of the number of days since the last rainfall. Not even the oldest inhabitants could remember so long a spell of unbroken heat. The nights were almost unbearable with no breeze to stir the hot air, and the days were worse. Heat waves shimmered above burnt grass and parched earth. Day after scorching day, the sun beat without mercy. The streams had been dry for some time. One by one, the water holes were drying up, and what few remained were guarded by men with loaded rifles. A dull, oppressive atmosphere shrouded the town. Few people were to be seen. Dogs sought what shade they could find and lay panting, too indolent to move. Horses and cattle seemed to sense that death was near and stood just waiting, too languid to flick a tail at droning, biting insects. The little boy whimpered in discomfort. His parents looked at him and then at each other with hopelessness in their eyes. Mommy, I'm so thirsty. Here, Sonny, here's some water. Drink it. But I don't like it. 
It doesn't help, and it's so warm, and it doesn't taste good. Tastes a little brackish, Bobby, but it's all right, and it'll do you good. Go on, take a couple of sips. All right, Dad. Does your leg hurt more in this hot weather? I'm getting used to it, Dad. It's all right. It only hurts when I move. Someone coming for water. He is your brother out and back. Yep. He's watching the water hole to make sure no one comes too often. <sighs> How long this last? We got no water for mass outlaws. Shove on, mister. I'm willing to pay for enough to fill one of our canteens. We've traveled a long way. Dodging the law, eh? Oh, we're not outlaws. Jim, go tell Sam to give that man some water. Yeah, I will. It'll be ten dollars in cash if you want it. Oh, no, no, Jim. Don't let Sam do that. I'll go. I'll be glad to pay you. Here's the ten dollars. Your canteen, Donald. Let me do it. Hold on there. Oh, Jim, here's ten dollars. Give it back, Sam. Travelers really need water. They ain't to be charged for it. But, Jim, look at them. Outlaws. One an Indian and the other masked. We're not outlaws, Jim. But I'm glad to pay for the water. Nope. Well, here's the ten, mister. Jim's boss. I thought the ten would help a lot, Jim. We get Bobby to the coast that much sooner. We'll get Bobby to the coast. The money we use is honest. He'll walk again. But I'd hate to count on the help we'd get for money that come from selling a man a drink of water. Is Bobby your son? Yes. What's the matter with him? His leg. He broke it and it didn't heal right. Jim, the men have come to see you. Are you coming right in? Yes, Abby, I'm coming. Sam, these two have got a long ride without shade, no matter what way they leave town. It'll be all right if they want to rest their horses here for a time. Whatever you say, Jim. I'll go see what the callers want. I'll be out again. Oh... Mr. Grant. Hello, Jim. Shake hands with Rance Morgan. Glad to know you, Morgan. How are you? His ranch adjoins mine. It's nearly as big. And twice as dry. Abby, you've heard me speak of Mr. Grant. He's got the ranch west of the town. Yes, Jim. We introduced ourselves in Bobby. Well, the boy looks like you, Jim. Well, that's what they say. Will you sit down? Uh, no, thanks. Our business won't take long. Jim, the drought is going to lick us if we don't do something. Yes, I know it is. We represent a committee... What can we do? Have you ever heard of the Rainmaker? Oh, those fakes. I've heard about them, Mommy. They make explosions and bring the rain. Nonsense, Bobby. Mr. Grant, you you can't be serious. Yes, ma'am, I am serious. Grant, you don't take stock in Rainmakers, do you? Ordinarily, Jim, I don't. Barnaby Boggs is different, Jim. He's got a mighty fine reputation. Barnaby Boggs? I never heard of him. He charges a lot of money, but he guarantees it'll rain when he takes a job. Sure it will rain, but... But how soon? He guarantees rain in 24 hours or he don't charge a cent. But how can he do that? Well, he does it. I heard what you said, Grant. Oh, hello, Sam. Uh, this is Morgan. Yeah, we matched. Well, Sam, is the masked man gone? Oh, he and the Indian with him are resting their horses. Grant, I don't take stock in those rainmakers. But, Jim, Boggs is different from the others. Things have reached a point where we've got to try anything that offers any hope at all. Now, I've been in touch with Barnaby Boggs. He'll come and make what he calls a survey to see if he can help us. He's on his way from Tombstone. And if he can't? Well, nothing lost. There's no charge. If he decides to tackle it, he guarantees rain in 24 hours if we don't pay him. How much if he does bring the rain? $5,000. Well, that's an awful lot of money. Yes, it is a lot to raise right now. Most of our cash is tied up in livestock. Uh, I've got a list here. Now, I put in 200 uh, Morgan, 400 well, We wouldn't come to you if we didn't have to, Jim. Jack Miller told us you were our last hope to raise the 5000 yeah, but I've been saving the money to take Bobby to that doctor in the West Coast. Doc Sartell wrote him. He can fix Bob's leg if I can get the boy to him. I've been saving for a year, 
Almost got enough. It's for the good of the whole county, Jim. Abby? You decide, Jim. If Boggs doesn't bring rain, you'll get the money back. And if he does, you'll be the one that saved all of us and our crops and cattle. Well, how soon have you got enough? Right now. Boggs will arrive sometime tonight. And if he takes the job, we'll have to show him the cash and leave it with the express agent for him to collect when the rain comes. Wait a minute. Bobby, we can start over again and save up some more money. All right, Daddy. You'll have to be brave, son. You'll have to grit your teeth and wait longer than we figured. Can you do it? Yes, I, I can do it. Just a minute, Grant. I'll get the cash for you. Barnaby Boggs was on his way. His impressive, brightly painted wagon was drawn by four strong horses. On each side, glaring letters boldly announced that Barnaby Boggs guaranteed results. In even larger letters were the words, Danger, Explosives, Keep Away. Boggs himself held the reins. He was a short, round man with a round, red face. To dignify himself, he wore a long frock coat and a high beaver hat. The Indian sitting beside him was dressed from head to foot in somber black. Yes, sir, my copper-skin companion. $5,000 awaits us in Greenville. Fair fortune, my good fellow. Fair fortune. Oh, good if rain not come. Rain will come, big thunder. Rain will come. It always has. Just a matter of time, that's all. A matter of time, a matter of waiting. Rain comes eventually. You got powder enough, make flesh? Powder plenty. And for the consideration of $5,000, I'll give those dear, good, trusting people of Greenville an explosion that'll fill the air with flying dirt, shatter windows and houses. Ah, Greenville, Greenville. How I love the name. Two men right this way, you see. Ah, yes, yes. Doubtless a committee of welcome to escort us into town with honors. Reception committee, yes. Hey, Big Thunder, one of them's got a mask. You see, one wear mask, other man Indian. Both wear plenty heavy gun. Yes, they've stopped. They stand and wait for us. Mask man hold hand high. You mean you stop. What have I done to deserve this? Why am I a public benefactor, the bringer of Maybe rain? you better stop horse before you stop bullet. That's right. Oh, oh, my little black chargers. Oh, now, oh. Don't shoot, don't shoot me. My hands are high. I'm not a fighting man. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not mad at you, I swear it. Keep an eye on the Indian, Tyler. Uh-huh. Me watch him. Oh, boy, easy. I haven't drawn a gun, Boggs. Put your hands down and be comfortable. I'm not armed. I'm a helpless scientist. Barnaby Boggs, rainmaker. I know who you are. I wanted to talk to you. Talk? Is that all you want, sir? Yes. Well, now, if you'll just let me explain. I said I wanted to talk. You listen for a change. Boggs, you're not taking any money out of Greenville. Nothing you can do will bring rain. But my record, sir, my past success, I guarantee results. I know what your success has been. Oh. Still on that Hopi Indian who works with you. You know him, Toto? Ah, me know him. Him named Big Thunder. For many years, him chief medicine man in Hopi Village. Him lead snake dance for rain. Boggs, the Hopi Indians have a mysterious way of knowing when it will rain. No one knows how they do it, but everyone knows they can do it. That friend of yours can foretell rain many days ahead. When you get to a community, he studies conditions and tells you if rain's to come. If so, you go into your act. 
the right time, you fire a lot of blasting powder. The rain comes, and you take credit for it. Yes. Who are you that know my professional secrets? Get on your way, Boggs. Remember what I told you. You're not doing business in Greenville. Uh, yes. Get up. Get along there. Hey. <laughs> Me never see fella more scared. He was frightened, Toto. But $5,000 is a great temptation. <laughs> that right. You return to Greenville tomorrow. Make sure he follows instructions. The next day, when the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode into town, they saw a lot of activity in spite of the oven-like heat. Men were digging in the hill near town, while others hauled heavy kegs of blasting powder to the holes that had been dug. A block and tackle was rigged from the flat roof of the two-story hotel, and a cannon was being hoisted. Another cannon was already on the roof, with the muzzle pointed skyward. Otto, this doesn't look as if Boggs is leaving. Ah, that's right. It's a good thing we came. You talked to Boggs? Yes, Otto. And there, Boggs, down yonder. Him filled balloon with hot air. Oh, wait, there's Jim. I'll speak to him first and see if he knows anything. Hi there. Hello, Jim. Things sure are humming today. Boggs had two barrels of water on his wagon. He's given it to the men that are helping him. He seems to have a lot of help. Sure, he told everyone the sooner they got the arrangements made, the sooner he could bring the rain. He said that, huh? Yeah. Oh, say, look, I was going to speak to you yesterday. I was tied up with Mr. Grant. You rode away before I got through. What did you want to speak about? Well, a doctor here in town has traveled around a lot, and he's brought back a lot of stories. He's told my youngster stories about a man that wears a mask. He has? This man's known as the Lone Ranger. He rides a horse that he calls Silver. Does uh, Bobby like those stories? Oh, you bet he does. Jim, how long did Boggs investigate conditions before he decided to undertake this assignment? Well, that's the funny part of it. Uh, how's that? Well, he came into town about sunset and got a rousing welcome. We helped him put up the horses in the stable and lock up his wagon and paraded him to the hotel where there was a room set aside for him and one for his helper. Yes? And then he gave a talk. He said that he was sorry, but he couldn't do anything for us. Well, you can imagine how that affected everyone that heard him. We tried to talk him into doing something, but he said he couldn't. He had to leave here first thing in the morning. What made him change his mind? Well, no one knows. Uh, when did he change his mind? Well, he went to his room, and most of the men went home with the sorry news. Some of us stayed around the hotel wondering if there was anything else we could do. Then Boggs came into the hotel cafe. He said he'd changed his mind. He'd take the job. He asked for men to help him start in at daybreak today. All right, Jim. Thanks. Well, is there anything wrong? Don't worry. Tell Bobby the tunnel and I'll be in the seam soon. I'm going home and tell him that right now. He'll be the proudest kid this side of the Mississippi. What do you think, Kimosabe? I want to know why Boggs changed his mind so suddenly. Come on, Tonto. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. Barnaby Boggs, the rainmaker, had promised the Lone Ranger he would not take cash from the people of Greenville. Yet when the masked men and Tonto arrived in town, they found great preparations underway. Boggs had half the men in town helping him prepare his blasts. At intervals, he filled paper balloons with hot air and released them. Then he watched through a telescope as they floated upward. I ain't seen a cloud for the past four weeks. Yes, you don't see any stars up there either, do you? Not in the daytime, of course not. But you know they're there, eh? Yes. You see, my good man, science is a wonderful thing. Yes, indeed, wonderful thing. Hey, look, that balloon is most out of sight now. Yeah, but it served its purpose. Now I must proceed with my calculations. Mm, Boggs. I'm busy now, my man, very busy. But you hear what me say. Busy now. Oh, oh it, it's you. Yeah, you go to room where you sleep. But I, I, I can't. Tell him I... with mask, talk to you there. Yes, that's what I was afraid of. You see Lone Ranger in hotel room. Him wait there for but... you. Lone Ranger. That's right. Oh, should have known, should have known. The mask, the horse, the unparalleled dislike for anything that smacks of the charlatan. Sit down there, Boggs. Uh, yes, sir. But before you shoot... Put your hands down. I'm not going to shoot. I, I'm a man that don't like trouble. I go a long way to avoid trouble. I meant to keep my word to you. Now, listen to me. You came here and told everyone that you wouldn't undertake the job. I did, so help me, I did. And you came to your room. Is that right? Yes. Something happened here that made you change your mind. What was it? Well, I'll tell you. I came here, the room was dark, no lights lighted. It was as dark as the inside of a black coat pocket at midnight in the bottom of the ocean. Go on. The room was dark. I couldn't see a thing. But I heard a voice. It was somewhere in the room. Real soft. I heard my name. Strike a light. Hey, who's here? What's the meaning of this intrusion? Just keep your mouth shut and listen to me. You're to go ahead with your plans to make rain. Hey, but I, I can't do it. There are reasons you'd never understand. I understand all about you. You count on the Hopi Indian. But, but I... He's probably told you there's no rain due for some time. But this is one time you'll have to fail. Do you understand? Oh, I don't understand. I Let me strike a light. Can't talk to a man I can't see. You don't need to talk. Just listen. The Indian isn't in his room. We've taken him away from you for the time being. You have? Unless he's returned to you, you're all through as a rainmaker. Isn't that the case? But what? I know it is. You're to start at daybreak just as you would do if you knew a first-class storm was coming along in 24 hours. Set up all your explosives and plan to fire them at 9 o'clock tomorrow night. Neither sooner nor later... Nine o'clock. Oh, mister, you don't understand. I can't do it. Oh, yes, you can, and you will, Boggs. Maybe we'll do more than keep your Indian friend from you. Maybe we'll be mad enough to kill you. Now get down and tell the people you've changed your mind. Wasn't anything I could do. I looked in the room where I'd left Big Thunder, and he was gone. This note was there, pinned to the bedspread. A note? Nine o'clock, it says. Nothing more. How did this man sound? Mm, Talk real soft. Would you recognize the voice if you heard it again? Ain't likely. But he's got big thunder, and they'll kill me. They'll kill me if I tell. After you went downstairs, did they tell you how you'd be paid? Yes. They said they'd give me the $5,000 as soon as it started to rain. Mr. Morgan and Mr. Grant of the committee, they showed me that the cash was on hand waiting for me in the express office. Uh, one thing more. How do you suppose a man got into your room? He could have climbed through that window, gone out the same way. Wouldn't be any trouble at all. There's a slanting woodshed roof right down from the window. Go on with your plans, Boggs. 
I'll see you again later in the day. Right. The Lone Ranger and Tonto inspected the ground outside the hotel windows in the room from which the Hopi Indian had been taken. In the meantime, Barnaby Boggs proceeded with his plans. Fuses were attached to the blasting powder buried in the hill, and the guns on the hotel roof were loaded. Boggs filled the remaining time impressing the crowd that followed him wherever he went. Mustn't risk failure, mustn't do it. Can't waste all that powder. I'll make further calculations, send up another balloon. Hey, Billy, run home and tell Ma he's going to send up another balloon. Watch Must watch the air currents. That's what precipitation depends on, air currents. Just build up another fire, boys. We'll run the heat into another paper balloon and watch the air currents. As the crowd moved down the road, Dr. Sawtell stood at the door of his office, hands plunged deep in his pockets, and a cigar at a sharp angle from his clamped jaw. Doggone fools. Pack of cussed doggone fools, that's what they are. If that fat old fool is a scientist, I'm a Mexican jumping bean. Doctor. Huh? How'd you get in my office? Back door. Masked, huh? What's the matter? Got a bullet you want removed from your hide? Why are you here? Yesterday, when I was getting water from Jim, I heard about his son, Bobby. You've told the boy stories. Uh, Jim mentioned you. Said you had a horse called Silver. That's right. I'm glad to meet you. Bobby'd be mighty glad to see you. What can I do? I came to ask you what chance Bobby has. Well, here's the situation. He broke his leg and it didn't mend as it should. The bones didn't come together right. Dr. Chester can reset the leg and the boy will be all right. I don't know any other doctor that I'd vouch for, but Chester can do it. That's what I wanted to know. Doctor, I'd like to... Oh, I didn't know you were busy. Come in, Grant. Mast. Sartell. The doctor meets all kinds of people, Mr. Grant. What do you want, Grant? Well, I... Morgan and I noticed the way Boggs has cannon on the roof and powder ready to explode in the hill. Well, what about it? Well, there'll be clods of dirt and maybe rocks flying around. The blast might break windows. I, as the one who brought Boggs here, well, I'd hate to be responsible for any injuries. Now, don't you think it'd be a good idea to have the sheriff order everyone out of the center of town? Uh, maybe so. Yeah, that's just what we thought. I'll suggest it. Now, you'll tell the sheriff it was my idea. People will grumble about me being an old fuss budget. You'd probably tell the sheriff you're treating an outlaw, too. I'll go out the back way. Goodbye, doctor. Bye. Oh, Scott, oh, fella, oh, oh, fella. What's oh. the matter, Tonto? Something new? Me finally find the end of track. Me know where Hopi Indian hid. Where? Him in small shed near Grant Ranch. He is? That must have been Grant who talked to Boggs last night. It was Grant who brought him here. It was Grant who suggested vacating the town. Him do that? Now I know what we're going to do. Steady, big fella. Come on, Tonto. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. The Lone Ranger and Tonto rode away from town. As the hour of nine drew near, deputies appointed by the sheriff moved everyone off the main street of the town and closed the cafes and restaurants. A crowd gathered beyond a roped-off area to watch the rainmaker at work. Boggs hurried up the hill. He lighted the long fuses, then ran for the hotel. He went to the roof and stood beside his cannons. A moment later, great blasts came from the hill. There goes the hill. What a blast. Did you see the dirt going up? Wish I could have helped him. Watch the roof. Fox is touching off the cannon. There she goes. That was the cannon. Oh, now stand aside. I can't see. I hope he knows what he's doing. $5,000. He better bring rain. Watch the other cannon. Look at it go up. See the shell going up? Now watch that spark of the fuse. Yeah, watch it. It'll explode in the air. There it goes. Can't hear it yet, the sound. Folks, as your fireworks, it's all over. The crowd broke. 
Most of the men headed for the cafe where Boggs had left a full barrel of drinking water as a sample of his wares. Boggs joined the crowd and tried to answer countless questions as to how soon the rain would come. Then, Red Riggs, the owner of the cafe, came from the back room with a yell. Hey, somebody's robbed me! Boggs, what do you got to say, buddy? Hey, robbed you? I had a lot of money on my desk. It was broken in there. The money was stolen. My dear sir, I know nothing about it. You were in town alone. You had to run to the place. Hey, boys, boys, I've been robbed. Hey, you too? I went to the express office to make sure none of the windows were smashed. And every dime of the Wells Fargo cash, a lot of money orders, and the 5000 we'd collected for Boggs was gone. The place was cleaned out. Gentlemen, plead not guilty. I don't know a thing about oh, it. Oh, wait a minute, Boggs. Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Morgan. You had an Indian with you when you arrived. Where's he? I can't tell. I, I, I don't know. Oh, oh, look at his face, boys. It's clear as day. That Indian dropped out of sight to loot the town. So that's why you suggested having the people moved out during the blast. No, 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 gentlemen. I don't know a thing about yeah, it. But now the Indian's probably on his way to the next meeting place. Yeah. Boys, I suggest that we make Boggs tell where the Indian, his accomplice, has gone. I'll answer that. Hey, the masked man. Another accomplice. He's no accomplice. That's the Lone Ranger. Grant, you suggested that Big Thunder, the Hopi Indian, be brought in. Well, the sheriff will do just that. Here's your friend, Boggs. For Big Thunder. The thief, the robber, I demand. Grant. Before you make any demands, let me tell you that Big Thunder has been with the sheriff since late afternoon. What? That's right, Grant. I got him from where you tied him up in the shed on your ranch. He couldn't do any robbing because he was with me and Doc. Grant, why did you tie him? So it was you, Grant, who came to me last night. You demanded the explosion. Now, now, hold on. This won't find the stolen cash. Maybe the sheriff's in cahoots. Wait. Boys, there were other places looted during the bombing. Those that did it were watched all the time. Grant and Morgan, turn out your pockets. And then, Jim, did they confess? Sure they did, Abby. They had no choice. The Lone Ranger saw through their scheme and had the doc and the sheriff watching them all the time. Daddy, the Lone Ranger said he had a surprise for me. Was he here? Yes. Golly, he told me I grew up as big and strong as you. I have got a surprise. Mr. Boggs is going to retire from rainmaking. He's making room in his wagon to take all of us to California with him. Oh, Jim, if only we had the cash for the doctor. We have. I got back what I gave Grant, and the boys made me take enough more to take care of everything. Ah, good evening. Good evening, my friend. Boggs, I just told them. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. We'll have a fine trip. Lots of room in the big wagon, four fine horses. Make a bed in the wagon for the little lad. But, Mr. Boggs, your career. Oh, that. I'm retired. Yes, I had to retire. And the Indian went back to his people. Fine thing you did, Jim. You should have gotten ten times a reward. But I didn't do a thing. Oh, yes, you did, my friend. Yes, you did. You gave the Lone Ranger a drink of water. Made him stay long enough to hear that I was coming. Well, one thing led to another. He stayed and the crooks were caught. If he hadn't have been here, I'd be decorating one end of a rope by this time. Well, that's one way of looking at it. And by the way, it started to rain. Rain? Yep, that's right. But it would have come anyway. I had nothing to do with it. It'll be nice to be an honest man again. Yes, sir. I'll get into an honest business when we get to California. What will you do there, Mr. Boggs? My dear, I've got an invention. A scientific marvel of the age. I'll sell it far and wide. It's snake oil. Good for rheumatism, aches and pains, heartburn, headache, neuralgia, neuritis, pneumonia.
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated.